0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things Spoked B, as well as take a look around the NHL. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can also find me at Ian C. McLaren. Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen. While you're at it, please rate and review and tell your friends. If you have any feedback about the show, you can reach me at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. I'll always check that and get back to you as soon as I can. Today is Wednesday, October 16th. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, the Bruins had the day off following their Monday afternoon win over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, they don't play again until Thursday evening against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so I thought today would be a good time to check in and see how the baby Bruins are doing uh, down in Providence. So later on, we'll I'll be talking to Jess Belmosto of Pucker Up Sports, and uh, she's been covering the team uh, this season, so we'll just uh, chat with her for a bit to see how uh, the future Bruins look or some of the older guys that probably won't make the team anytime soon but uh, still carrying the load down in the mires. We'll also take a quick look around at some headlines uh, in the NHL. The big story in Bruins land on Tuesday remained the four-goal performance by David Pasternak in the 4-2 win over the Ducks on Monday. Um, you know, his after the game, his line mates Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron only had uh, you know amazing things to say about their line mate. Um, Pasternak himself said, "It's always nice to score. That's what I'm getting paid for," which is a reminder that. Uh, Pasternak, who was drafted late in the first round of his draft year, he's uh, on a ridiculously team-friendly contract that carries a cap hit of 6.66 million. Uh, you look at other guys who signed this past summer, young RFAs, um, other veteran players that you know, like a Jonathan Taves making 10 million plus in Chicago, and just the production that Pasternak puts up. His age, his ceiling that I don't believe he's reached yet, and the fact that he's making only $6.66 million is uh, ridiculous uh, and just a real benefit to the Bruins. Um, he said, I felt good after breakfast. Speaking of Monday, afternoon games are fun. I like to wake up and go play. No time for thinking, no time to overthink stuff. You just wake up, go out there, and play, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, scoring those four goals and uh, giving him six on the year total. And he's two back of James Neal, uh, who scored later on in the day uh, in a loss to the Chicago Blackhawks, Edmonton's first loss of the season. Uh, he added, I'm just trying to be a better player than last year. That's my biggest focus every year coming into the season. Um, obviously, I want to be a little bit better than the year before, and that's what I'm working on. Uh, as I mentioned uh, yesterday, um Pasternak scored 38 goals and recorded 81 points in 66 games last season, which uh, were both career highs. If he had not missed those 16 games, uh, he would have been on pace for 47 goals and uh, 100 points. Um, so, you know, he still has that next level of production to hit if he can remain healthy over the course of 82 games. Um Bruce Cassidy said, he's been real good for us. We needed it. We're not getting the balance scoring yet, but right now he's on. We're happy he is. He got some nice looks. He's going to spots he needs to to score those goals. Um, Their chemistry is on now, speaking of the top line of Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak. It was a little off a bit earlier. They didn't play a lot in preseason, but now they're fine. And Obviously, that's an understatement. Through six games, uh, that top line has combined for 24 points. They've scored 11 of Boston's 16 goals to date. Um, so, s- similar to last season, early on, that line is carrying the load and still waiting for the secondary scoring to kick in. Um, but so far, that line is just dominant, as always, and... Um, Bergeron said, it's definitely nice to have that production. You want to keep working on things. You know what, teams are watching videos and working on ways to counter stuff that we are doing. So we're always going to try and stay on top of that. It definitely gives us confidence. Um, So that's interesting to hear that, you know, obviously they realize that the opposition is going to key on them defensively, uh, but that they are actively... Um, addressing that, always looking for ways to get better. And um, Bergeron also said, I don't take it for granted. I definitely appreciate it. He said that of getting to play with Pasternak uh, on his right wing. It's pretty special. He's got that talent and the instinct. He wants to be a difference maker. He gets to the dirty areas. It's not always easy to get to the net, and he does, and he finds a way. It's pretty impressive. So to have a guy like uh, Bergeron, future Hall of Famer, just singing your praises like that um, as a young player, still relatively young, um, that obviously has to feel good. Um, so, yeah, David Pasternak, the early story uh, for the Bruins with that four-goal uh, outburst. He leads the team with uh, with those six goals, two ahead of Brad Marchand. And with his uh, four assists, he – Leads the team in total points with 10. Marchand has 9. Bergeron with 5. Torrey Krug with 4. And then Sean Corrali coming in with 2 points. So you can see a huge drop off there. It would really be nice to see uh, DeBrusque get going. Uh, There's some uncertainty about David Krejci's status for the game Thursday against Tampa Bay. We'll know more after practice on Wednesday. Um... You know, you'd like to see Coyle and Heinen on the third line uh, get going, and um, players other than this top line carry the load a bit more, or offset that, anyways, with some secondary scoring, because there will be nights where those guys aren't, um, you know, finding the back of the net. Uh, the The Bruins have uh, a pretty tough schedule coming up. Over the next couple weeks, they play, uh, as I mentioned, Tampa on Thursday, and then they are in Toronto on Saturday, and then next week, they play Toronto on Tuesday at home, and they welcome the St. Louis Blues on Saturday the 26th before a game on the 27th in New York to play the Rangers. So a few uh, tough games coming up, and it really behooves them to get that secondary scoring going so that... Um, if the opposition is able to shut down that top line, that they're still given a chance to win, and it's not just on Halak and Rask to continue to bail the team out. Uh, so as I mentioned coming up, we're going to talk to Jesper Mosto of Pucker Up Sports about the uh, Providence Bruins and how they're faring so far this season. I should mention that uh, with the Bruins not playing last night, I was able to catch the season finale of succession which if you haven't seen that show for my money it's the best show on tv right now um a really great ending to a very stellar second season a bit of a cliffhanger there with uh, for those who watched kendall roy coming out against his father my big question is whether that was staged and logan roy is in on it or if kendall and Uh, The always hilarious Greg are going rogue, and I don't really want to wait another year to see how it plays out, but alas, we will have to wait and see, Um, and you'll have plenty of time to catch up if you haven't seen that show. I highly recommend it. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are executive producers, um, and it is very funny at times, uh, but there's also a lot of drama and a really great balance of, uh, yeah, just highly entertaining Um, So yeah, speaking of succession, coming up we'll talk to Jess about uh, baby Bruins who may be in line to take over roster spots in the future. But before we get to that, I'd like to talk to you for a moment about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band or, you know, going to the Bruins game. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, uh, you can attend all those events and earn credit towards your next ticket purchase. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in your section or row of choice, all using the Vivid Seats app. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Download the Vivid Seats app, you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. And with the Rewards Loyalty Program, uh, you can earn credit back on future purchases. Right now, if you enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout, you can receive a discount of up to $100. That's enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. Download the Vivid Seats app today. You're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and you can get going on getting tickets for your next live event. So as I mentioned earlier, the Bruins did not practice today, and they're not playing again until Thursday night against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I thought this would be a good chance to check in on how the baby Bruins have started off their season. And to help me with that today, uh, I'm joined by Jess Belmosto. She covers the uh, Providence Bruins for, uh, is it Pucker Up Bruins or Pucker Up Boston, which I can't remember. So
1: overall, it is Pucker Up Sports, but our Twitter handle is Pucker Up Bruins.
0: Very cool. All right. So yeah, first, before we talk about the Providence Bruins, I noticed that you were at the uh, Boston Bruins game on Monday against uh, Anaheim. And I'm very jealous that you got to (laughs) witness uh, David Pasternak's four-goal game. That must have been pretty cool to see in person. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: Um, I actually ended up, I mean, not to brag, but like (laughs) right behind um, the glass. So it was a lot of fun. Oh wow. Um, he scored right in front of me once. So uh, cool. yeah, pretty nice. Um the seat situation with the whole yeah. leg room. Not yes. great. Not yeah,
0: great. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah, they I guess for those of who don't know, the TD Garden, they renovated it uh over the summer, I guess. The Bruins have a new locker room, but also fans have uh a new seating experience and there's been a lot of talk about how the leg room is not, uh, not very comfortable or forgiving. So yeah. How, what was your experience uh, sitting down there?
1: So back in September, I went for a preseason game and I was okay. a little higher up, not that higher, like still in the lower bowl. And it was like, I was, we were all just like sardines packed in a can and it was like, however many people they could fit. It was very uncomfortable not an enjoyable experience on that part but um, because yeah because the Bruins do share um their facility with the Celtics they have um retractable seats so the oh. seats that are super close to the glass you have more room because they get pushed back so um They can add more folding chairs when the Celtics play. Right. So, I mean, there's double the legroom, but you're also paying quadruple the price. Yeah, right. So you you have to pick and choose that battle. Right.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. So I guess like the so the higher up seats. I guess the whole point was to add. I think there's like five five hundred more seats in there total, something like that.
1: So We're a bit of a five and
0: okay. So a bit of a cash grab, I guess, for the Bruins, mm-hmm. but and the prices, like, I guess the price ticket prices since they've started, you know, contending year in and year out since they they won in 2011, they've gone up pretty consistently. So uh, the Jacobs family has uh, done well out of this <laughs> run of success, I guess, yeah. and they're trying to, to milk it even more with these crappy seats, which is too bad, but I guess it as is. long as, as long as they're winning, maybe people will be a bit more forgiving, <laughs> but if it, when yeah. they, when they fall down the standings and go into a rebuild and stuff, people I'm sure won't be too happy about paying. Yeah.
1: Paying but for I that. Think I I've noticed that a lot of people have started going to resellers like Ticketmaster. Okay. Um, they have a uh, resale things through their site. sub hub and ace ticket and those ticket prices tend to be a lot less expensive right and almost always below face value right 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 so it's kind of you have to play the system a little bit
0: yeah sure So, um, Providence Bruins, I guess you've been uh, around the team a bit to start the season at Media Day, and they played their first games over the weekend. Um, Yes. What's your impression been of of that team early on?
1: They look really good. Um, I think the things that they need to work on the most, um, not taking so many penalties, because that's going to obviously really affect them. And um getting I mean, just like the Boston Bruins, getting their power play consistent and looking right. like a real power play unit. And just uh getting the puck out of the defensive zone needs okay. to happen a lot faster.
0: Right. So I guess they'd be who I'd be relying on guys like Vakinin or Jacobs Borrell to be kind yes. of stepping up on the blue line.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think um I think it was Ien who missed a lot of last year due to a concussion and then right, yeah. an an upper or lower body injury. So maybe he's still, you know, shaking the rust right. off of that. But he I think yeah, he had um two assists on both Providence goals.
0: Oh wow. Well, uh, okay. Or two
1: Providence goals on Saturday.
0: Very nice. And up front, uh, who has stood out? I know, I, I think Anders Bjork, he leads the team in scoring, I believe, early yeah. on. Uh, he's looked um, pretty good. And I would, yeah, say, what do you th-
1: um, I would say Bjork for sure. And I know a lot of people want to rush him back up
0: uh, yeah. to Boston.
1: <laughs> I'm already kind of on
0: that trail.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I'm... Slowly stepping foot on that train, <laughs> But yeah. I think the consistent playing time down in Providence is really going to help him since his first two seasons came to a short then abrupt halt. Right.
0: Um,
1: I would say um, Oscar Steen is going to be uh, – there's so much speed on the team, too. Like, you just – you look down, and they're already flying across the ice. So, uh, yeah that's good to see yeah it's nice that's what uh, they
0: need up up on the Bruins for sure yeah like,
1: definitely I look at
0: like uh Carson Kuhlman on the second line he's got that mm-hmm. speed but uh I think of like Coyle and Hayden on the third line and they've kind of been anchored yeah. so far by Brett Ritchie or David Backus
1: exactly I'd so love to two- see
0: one of those guys come up at some point to to be on that definitely. line definitely
1: I would really like to see Bjork on the coil and Heinen line eventually. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a lot of playmaking that could happen there and right. there's plenty of speed. So no, it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I tweeted that on the weekend actually and I got quite a few <laughs> likes, so it seems like there's uh, some appetite to see <laughs> Bjork up there, yeah. but I get not wanting to rush him and try to Absolutely. get his confidence up. And, and then uh um,
1: Oh sorry. Yeah. He talked oh, a bit about that. He talked a bit about that at Media Day too. He was like, um, you know, I do need to get that little boost of confidence back and get a little bit under my belt before I feel like I'm fully ready to go there. So right.
0: uh, the other guy I was gonna ask about is I've always been hopeful about Zach's initiation, but obviously he was injured in training camp with the Bruins mm-hmm. and I think he's like no points so far with like maybe nine or ten shots through the first four yeah. games. Is he, uh, he, you think he's a bit of a lost cause, or think there's some hope for him? Or
1: I would say give it a few more games. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to just be like, oh yeah, like just that ship has sailed. But yeah. I mean, everybody, you know takes a little bit to get into a season especially after an injury so yeah true yeah I'll give him him some some slack
0: I guess yeah yeah I mean he did he did look good in that whatever one or two games that he played last season I'm still Mm -hmm. hopeful that he can you know do something at the NHL level but really need to see something from him early on in Providence and maybe a, a later this season call up if you can't come up at yeah. some point this season, then it'll it'll be really concerning. But uh, I think yeah. that there's
1: just so much depth overall. Right. Like even in Boston with their third and fourth line, like just that bottom six, there's so like many movable parts that you're like, okay, what is it going to take for these guys in Providence to get called up?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I even think like, yeah, a guy like Jake Stadnicka, who mm-hmm. he's probably still maybe a year away from being up with the Bruins full time, but he's, you know, got all the, all the potential in the world. The part, and yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, when I think of him, I think of just kind of the kind of player that the Bruins have always put a premium on and someone who will be like a, yeah. Member of the, the next core, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll be nice. be interested to, yeah, for sure. I'll be interested to keep an eye on him this season as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah well uh yeah i think that's that's all that i was curious about with the providence bruins mm-hmm. we'll uh definitely try to connect throughout the season if that's cool with you and Absolutely. get some regular updates on them and yeah thanks so much for for taking the time to chat thanks for
1: having me i
0: appreciate it and where can uh where can people find you on twitter
1: uh you can find me at just, also on twitter and then pucker up Bruins
0: as well on Twitter. Very cool. All right. I'll share those in the show notes as well. And people can find you. And again, we'll, we'll connect again later on. Well, maybe not, not too far down the road, just to check on. Absolutely. The, how the baby Bruins are down. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so great. much, Jess. Take Thank care. You. Now, as we do every day to close the show, we'll just take a quick look around the NHL at some storylines and headlines. Uh, there didn't seem to be too much newsworthy that happened on uh, Tuesday night apart from the regular scores, wins, and losses. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Los Angeles Kings 2-0, and they now stand alone atop the NHL standings with 12 points through seven games with a record of 6-1, and so their impressive start continues. They're followed in the standings by the Buffalo Sabres, who have started off 5-0-1. And then uh, our Boston Bruins are in a group of three teams that have 10 points. Uh, The undefeated Colorado Avalanche, they're 5-0-0. Our Bruins are 5-1-0. And the Edmonton Oilers are also 5-1-0. The Toronto Maple Leafs have 9 points after their win against Minnesota on Tuesday. Uh, But they've played seven games, and um, so they, yeah, they're one point back of Boston, and Boston has a game in hand. The bottom of the NHL standings, New Jersey Devils, Minnesota Wild, Ottawa Senators, all with only two points to date. So pretty pitiful stuff at that end of the NHL standings. In terms of individual scoring leaders, uh, there are a pair of Winnipeg Jets and a pair of Edmonton Oilers who are tied atop the NHL points leaderboard with 12 points. That would be Mark Scheifele with 4 goals, 8 assists. Connor McDavid, 4 goals, 8 assists. Leon Draisaitl, 4 goals, 8 assists. And Patrick Laine with 3 goals and 9 assists, all with 12 points. John Carlson of the Washington Capitals, he comes in at 11 points. And then David Pasternak of our Boston Bruins, he's tied at 10 points with Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights and Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. They all have 10 points uh, for a share of third overall in the NHL. Goals leader remains James Neal of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. He's followed by Austin Matthews, who has seven goals. And then Pasternak and Anthony Mantha of the Red Wings have six goals apiece. And then leading in assists is Morgan Riley, John Carlson, and Patrick Line. They all have nine points. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting scoring race so far with those four Canadian team members uh, leading the way. The Jets and the Oilers. The Jets have struggled a bit out of the gate and they're having some uh, defensive issues they're in a wild card spot at this point whatever that means and hopefully Dustin Bufflin uh, might be able to come back soon I guess Darren Drager of TSN he reported on Tuesday that there's a growing sense of optimism that Bufflin could return to the Winnipeg Jets there's no guarantee or timeline for the his return uh, but obviously he'd be a, a massive addition to the blue line in more ways than one uh, he's been off uh, through training camp and into the beginning of the regular season as he kind of mauls his future, uh, whether or not he wants to uh, resume his career. Um, another note from Insider Trading is Bob McKenzie said, it's worth watching Kyle Turris' situation with the Nashville Predators. He's making $6 million uh, with five seasons remaining on his contract, but right now he's... Um, Skating on the fourth line for the Nashville Predators, and um, I guess General Manager David Poyle is looking to move him. Uh, good luck with that. At this point, if he's uh, earning that kind of bank and uh, can't crack, you know, top top nine minutes, even he was, you know, sent to Nashville by Ottawa a couple years ago in the Matt Duchesne trade. Duchesne's now uh, also in Nashville and has bumped. Uh, tourists down the lineup. So uh, Nashville has a bit of a conundrum on their hands there. Um, Pierre Lebrun also said the Maple Leafs might find it challenging to re-sign Jake Muzzin, who's an unrestricted free agent next summer. Uh, Tyson Berry and Cody Ceci are also UFAs coming up. I, I don't think they'd have an appetite to um, re-sign Cece, but um, Muzzin and Berry would... Uh, be welcome readditions, but they'll probably come in. You know, between the two of them, uh, we're at least talking double-digit millions combined, not not separately, obviously. And with the Leafs already very top-heavy in um, salary commitments for the next few years, um, that that could be a real challenge. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with their defense. Um, and then one final note. Uh, both LeBron and McKenzie said that uh, the Minnesota Wild and New Jersey Devils, who I mentioned earlier, have been struggling. Despite those struggles, they don't seem to be in line to make a coaching change right now. Um, it'd be kind of cool if both were fired and I, and Boudreaux moves to, uh, to New Jersey. I think he's the kind of coach that could get that group going. But uh, for now, <clears throat> it looks as though both of them are safe for the time being. Those are your NHL headlines for Wednesday, October 16th in the morning here. And uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Bruins practice today to see if Krejci can skate. Uh, If not, then he might be at least questionable for Thursday's game against uh, Tampa Bay. That would be a big loss for them. And I'd expect Parlin home to step in in his absence. Uh, But uh, yeah, we'll see how that works. Uh, plays out at practice and update that tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for again for listening. This has been the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Wednesday, October 16th. Please follow the show on Twitter at lo underscore Boston Bruins. You can find me, Ian McLaren, on Twitter at enc McLaren. And uh, yeah, enjoy another night off from Bruins hockey, I guess. And uh, they'll be thankfully back on the ice beginning tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Should be a great game. Talk to you later, friends.